Welcome to the Bible for Kids podcast with your hosts, best-selling children's author Amy Parker and author and co-creator of VeggieTales, Mike Naraki. If instilling biblical values in kids is important to you, this podcast will help give you the resources, wisdom, and hope to do just that. Now let's join our hosts, Amy and Mike, for this week's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible for Kids podcast. I'm Mike Naraki. And I'm Amy Parker. And listeners, today we have Emma Mae Jenkins on the podcast, and we're going to tell you all about the prodigy that she is and her new book. But first... We like to start every episode of the Bible for Kids podcast with the uh, Bible verse. So today's verse is, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And that's from 1 Timothy 4.12 in the NIV. And what an example our guest is today. Um, Emma Mae Jenkins is a 21-year-old lover of Jesus and people. Um, the color yellow, smiling, and flowers are some of her favorite things. She's the daughter of Jason and Amanda Jenkins and the older sister of her brother, Nolan Jenkins. Um, Emma attends Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, where she majors in women's Christian leadership. She travels throughout the country speaking at conferences and retreats to be a messenger of God's word, and she uses her platforms of influence to glorify him through social media and YouTube. Welcome, Emma. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am giddy, truly just over the moon, thankful to be here. (laughs) It's it's so great to have you here, and I have to say... um, you going to Liberty, uh, you're in the Athletic Sun Conference in Liberty, and I teach at Lipscomb University, and uh, we are fierce rivals in basketball. So every every year uh, <laughs> <laughs> it comes up with Liberty and, and Lipscomb playing, playing basketball. So it's it's great to have a, a, a rival on the podcast. <laughs> so. Wait, that's so fun. Yes, those yeah. games are intense. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, so we have a lot of questions, but but let's start at the beginning. So you're 21 years old. Is that right? That is correct. All right. You have uh, over 70,000 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, You've written your second book. You speak around the country, and you're obviously also a college student. So so you've done a lot in in a few years. So so how did did all this get started? Wow. What a question. So (laughs) I love stories, and I will share this in a story because God is a good author of good stories. And when I was 14 years old, so this was when I was in eighth grade, um, I grew up in a home up until this point that we love the Lord. As for us in our house, we feared the Lord. And so I, I mean, I grew up watching Veggie Tales. Like that was the <laughs> the normal Aww. culture of our home. I know I <laughs> it was like the best. <laughs> this is surreal, but I truly like don't remember a time in my life that I didn't love Jesus, that I didn't believe that he is who he says he is. And he did what he claimed to do. Um, but there comes a time in all of our lives where we get to take ownership of what it is we believe. Because Mm -hmm. when Jesus comes back, we're going to give an account for for what we claim to be our faith. Um, And so I remember um, one night when my dad approached me and he said, Emma, when Jesus comes back, um, I'm not going to be standing there with you holding your hand. It's just going to be you and him. And he's either going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, or depart from me for I never knew you. And what I loved about that is my dad then left the room to just to let me be alone with the Lord. And 
Jesus isn't going to say, depart from me for you never had the perfect attendance at church or depart from me for you never looked a certain way or depart from me for you never met all of your list of do's and don'ts. But it was simply, I didn't have a relationship with you. And it was that night that I, I just became so excited and overjoyed to truly know him. And so for the next two years or so, I began to just study his word. I would post um, sticky notes and flashcards all over my room with Bible verses because I wanted to know him and who he said I was and what my purpose is according to his word. And so two years of that go by. And what's so cool is whenever you truly meet Jesus, you can't keep him to yourself. Like it's no longer you who live, but he lives in you. And when he overflows your cup, you are then compelled to go love other people and tell other people about him. And so besides the hallways of school and my own home and the grocery store and the gas station, just <laughs> making the most of every opportunity, God put on my heart, why not social media? Why not share me on Instagram? And so I would post pictures on Instagram with a caption that relayed to a message he had put on my heart. Um, and as that began, a lot of online bullying actually began. And so um, different different bullying uh, regarding my physical appearance, regarding the way that I speak, regarding my faith and my excitement about Jesus. Um, but what I think is just so cool, it's what Joseph said to his brothers in Genesis, whenever he said, you know what you intended for evil, the Lord intended for good, for the saving of many lives. And so not the entire platform of social media, um, but the majority of the platform that the Lord has blessed me with has been used from things going viral, from bullying. Um, and it's so cool because people from tons of different faiths, people who don't know the Lord and people who love the Lord are all getting to hear the gospel um, by going to a social media page, by going to a YouTube video. Um, and it's all for his glory. And so what's so cool is regardless of what platform the Lord entrusts with you, when you know your purpose is to love him and love people, you just keep going. And yeah. So in the midst of that, the Lord put it on my heart to write a book and what the Lord calls you to, he's going to equip you for, and he's going to open doors to make a way and establish your steps. And so when that happened in my junior year of high school, I just said, okay. And, um, I, what's so cool is now I'm 21 and two books have happened when I only thought we were going to do one <laughs> and, and the Lord is, and I'm getting to be on a podcast with y'all. And so I, that's a quick story of it all, but what it truly comes down to is just the Lord is so good and we will always triumph as we trust his promises. Like I can't share my story without sharing all the things that the Lord is doing simply from a heart that just wants to obey him and love his people. That is so cool. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like we just did an entire podcast in your first question because it was just so, it was so rich and you quoted about seven scripture verses in there. And um, so we're going to, we're going to dig into all of that and let you expound on all of that. It, it's just fascinating for me to, to hear you just even speak. 
um, and and about your story. Um, but you in, in the videos that I watched, I went to your YouTube channel and just watched some videos, and they're they're so refreshing. But you mentioned your dad several times in in the mm-hmm. videos, just the few that I watched. And, um, and you just mentioned to him again, you know, about the encouragement and guidance that he's given you. So give us a picture. And you started when you were 14. Was your childhood always like that with your dad just coming in and daily giving you these powerful, poignant moments that pointed you to Jesus? Or, or what did your parents do on a daily basis to encourage such a strong faith? Wow, I love my mom and dad so dearly. <laughs> they are they are imperfect people, but they are authentic followers of Jesus and yeah. it it totally sets the tone of our home. Um the way that they love the Lord, the way that they love each other and therefore how they disciple me and my brother. Um and so of course our home growing up was not um rainbows and sunshine all the time (laughs) Um, because my mom and dad got married when they were 19 and 20 and have their own stories of, okay, what does it look like to follow Jesus? What does it look like to be husband and wife? What does it look like to be mom and dad? And so um, that was, that was a journey in itself of figuring it out. Um, And that's honestly one of the reasons I adore and look up to their marriage so much is because they didn't quit even when it was hard. Um, And even when it got frustrating, they stuck to it because love always perseveres. Um, But in the midst of them and their own journey with God, they were, they were so intentional to, to pray over me and my brother to, um, to walk alongside us. Something I love that they did really well is that our home was a safe place and nothing was taboo is the word my dad will use. Nothing is taboo. (laughs) And that meant that everything was on the table. Like there was nothing that we couldn't talk about. There was nothing that was sticky that you would be um, ashamed for, for having brought up. Um, It was just a safe place to say, this is where I'm at, or I have a question about this, or or, this happened. What does this mean? And it was always a safe place to speak truth. We're going to be real about it. And we're going to walk alongside each other hand in hand. And my parents have just done that so well. And it's been so fun because it's, like I said, authentic. Like my mom and dad will not only come and speak truth into my life, but I see them live it out. Um, And I've seen them live it out day by day in each season. And it's just blessed me. Oh, man. Yeah. And we can we can hear that. We can hear that authenticity that they've kind of modeled for you, um, you know, coming through and just just the way you speak and the way you live. And um, I I saw that uh, Sadie Robinson wrote the foreword for your first book, Beloved. How did you how did you get connected with Sadie and and what inspired that very first book of yours? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so I grew up moving a lot. I've lived in a lot of different states, which is so fun because we make a lot of friends. And I originally, though, we all started somewhere. I was born in West Monroe, Louisiana. That's where my mom and dad were born, grew up. That's where I was born, lived till I was in third grade. Duck (laughs) Dynasty. Yes. So my mom and dad grew up with Willie and Corey and Al. Like they all grew up together. So then when everyone had kids, 
all the kids grew up together. So me and Sadie have been friends since we were little, little. Grew up going to summer camp together, um, went to school in the same school until I moved. Um, And so that's been really fun because we were friends before the fame. And she is legit. She's so genuine. (laughs) Um, And so just her life and the way that she loves God and the way she loves people and the friendship that the Lord has blessed us to have. Um, it just made sense for me to reach out to her, um, and ask her to be a part of, of sharing that first book with the world. Um, so that's how I, I know that sweet soul and being loved. I was just going to say real quick that uh, we had yes. Cy, we had Cy on as a, a VeggieTales voice in one of our in one of our uh, uh, episodes um, a few years back. So he was really really amazing to work with, and yeah, you just <laughs> it's such an authentic. I mean, it, there's no show there that is who they are, and uh, they're just really really wonderful, authentic people. That's so true. I love Cy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so sorry to interrupt. I just had to kind of have like, no. like a little Cy insert. So please, please continue. I love that you did. He's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but yes. So be loved. Um, that book is full of stories from my middle school and high school journey. And the purpose of that book was truly to share with people mainly what your verse of the day is. And the yeah. fact that God says, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. And I, to set an example of his heart to the world. And what I think is so cool is that the Lord has made us, he's made you, he's made me, he's made the person listening for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes as people who are in elementary school or in middle school or in high school, we have this mentality sometimes that, oh, I'll, I'll live out this dream once I graduate, or I'll do what God is calling me to do once I get married, or I'll start being serious about my walk with Jesus once I get this job. And we have this image as though because I'm still young, I can't I can't be serious about what I'm doing. And that could not be um, more from the enemy. That is a complete lie. And I, I pray that this book encourages people to know that um, the right time to do the right thing is right now. And from living in a place of acknowledging that God loves me, I then can't help, like I said earlier, to go and love people regardless of where I am. And if I'm in middle school, that means you better believe my teachers, the students around me, they are about to be loved like nobody's business. And the schoolwork (laughs) I'm doing in front of me, it's about to be done with my whole heart because I know I'm working for the Lord. And if God is putting something on my heart, I'm going to be surrendered to him and trust him. And if he wants to fulfill it right now, so be it because his timing is perfect. And so the book is full of stories of difficult stories and funny stories and sweet stories all about how the Lord led me through each season of being in school because the Lord wants to lead us through each season, including the ones when we're younger. For such a time as this, that's so, that's so cool. And that's so true. Uh, We're going to go ahead and take a short break uh, and we will be right back with MMA Jenkins on the Bible for Kids. 
We're excited about something new, the Bible for Kids bookstore on bookshop.org. This new store helps support this podcast, but more importantly, independent bookstores across the country who also receive a share of sales. Visit bookshop.org today and look for the Bible for Kids bookstore or visit our website at thebibleforkids.com where you'll find links to the bookstore and features from authors on this podcast. Where is Wisdom? Where is Wisdom takes us on a creative tour through the beautiful truths found in Job 28. I don't know about you, but the book of Job can be a challenging read. Yet Scott James gets to the heart of the poem that Job 28 is. He so simply yet creatively shares the message that the greatest treasure is found in God and in the wisdom that he alone can provide, a truth that everyone needs to hear. Welcome back to the Bible for Kids podcast, and we're speaking with Emma Mae Jenkins. So I, I told you I spent some time on your YouTube channel, and like I said, it was just so refreshing. There's so much as our listeners are hearing now, but the happiness and positivity and truth just come pouring out of those videos. Um, And in a time when people are on their unboxing products or playing video games, you are looking directly into the camera and talking about your faith and dating and other topics with honesty and vulnerability um, with such bravery. So why on earth <laughs> did you decide to do that, do a YouTube channel? And then how has it grown to 70,000 subscribers? That's pretty substantial. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> so I started my YouTube channel when I was 16 years old, when I was in 10th grade. And I did that <laughs> because truly, I feel like this has been a theme, but Whenever you really meet Jesus, you can't keep him to yourself. It's like, I have found the hope of life. I have found the one who gives me life. I have found the one who has set my soul free. And the world is craving for such a hope and freedom. And it would be wrong of me to keep this to myself. It's like Paul said in Acts 20, 24, my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by Jesus. And that is the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. And so that was on my heart because I truly believe that God has given us a voice to make his voice known. And so I started making YouTube videos. Y'all, I had no idea. I, again, I'm not tech savvy. <laughs> I did not. When I met my now fiance, but at the time, like he was before we even started dating, my friend at the time, um, he came up to me and he was like, so how do you edit your YouTube videos? Because he was, he's very um, tech savvy. And I looked at him, I said, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't. And so that was, I truly just took what I had in my hand and said, okay, God, I'm going to use what I have in my hands and trust that you're going to take care of the rest. And I would just yeah. hit play on the, on the computer screen. <laughs> and it, it's just fun. Like whenever you're confident in the Lord and you're confident in what you're sharing with people, because you know, it's real. Um, and you know, yeah. that it's alive and active. Um, you, you just trust that God's going to use this how he wants to because he's leading it. And yeah. you're really meeting people where, where they are. I mean, that's what that's what my teenager is doing right now. He, not right now, but, you know, he he watches YouTube channels and and, you know, that's how you meet um, 
you know, the youth, they're, they're not all out reading books that we write. Um, sorry to say <laughs> yeah. what they're yeah. doing for fun is watching YouTube, you know, and so you're really meeting them where they are and, and doing it so authentically. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like, yeah, and that's, that's it. It's so authentic and that's, and people resonate with that and, you know, invest 70,000 yeah. subscribers. <laughs> so that's amazing. And, <laughs> and, and MMA, you, you touched on this, um, briefly, but in, in, in your new book, all caps, you, uh, you talk about some of the bullying and criticism that you've received from your faith. And, um, you know, that comes from the ideas that, that you share on YouTube. Um, so can you talk about some of that bullying and criticism? Because it's really something that a lot of our, a lot of our kids face and, and how do you deal with that on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. Um, it's real. I think two, two things I think I have to respond to that. And, Um, The first thing is just acknowledging that words are painful. Um, And I think sometimes as Christians, we sometimes think that like, well, if if the Bible says to rejoice always, or if the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is my strength, that means that I can't let this sadness show, or I can't be real about the fact that these words hurt me. And that's just not true. And so for the person listening, I just want to encourage you that it's healthy and it's okay to process through the hurt that bullying brings. Um, because the Lord is, he's blessed us to be human. And the, one of the beauties of being human is that we have emotions and that we have feelings and the Lord sees all of our feelings. He knows it fully. He gets it. Jesus came to earth and he was fully God, but he was also fully human. And so he knows what it is to feel hurt, to feel pain, to feel sadness. And so something really powerful, I think, and I think it's just an even greater testimony to the joy of the Lord is about being real about the fact that words hurt. Um, But what is so sweet is that because of Jesus, we don't have to sit in that. Um, I acknowledge that words are painful. Um, I've gone to bed with tears um, at times, Um, but I don't have to sit there. I don't have to set up camp there because in Hebrews 4, I'm told that I can boldly approach God's throne of grace and ask for help in my time of need. And so I can go to God, be honest about where I'm at, but allow his truth to dictate my steps. I'm going to be real about how I feel, but I'm not going to allow my feelings to determine my actions. I'm not going to allow my feelings to determine how I treat people, how I treat myself, how I respond. I'm going to allow what God's word says dictate how I ultimately see myself, the decisions I make, and how I ultimately see others, including others who speak negatively about me. And that's something that has just brought so much freedom in my life, because when you begin to see yourself the way that God sees you, you can then see others the way that God sees others. And so like whenever I have people tell me that my nose is too big, or my eyebrows look like caterpillars, or my smile is is creepy, or I mean, you just list it. Um, I can go back to the word and say, but but God says in Genesis one twenty seven that I am made in His image. He says in Psalm one thirty nine fourteen that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He says in Psalm one forty five that He's enthralled by my beauty. Like <laughs> that, yeah. that'll shut it down real quick. But then, <laughs> yeah, it really will. But then you keep reading in the word and you see Jesus say in, in Luke that you've been told to love those who love you back. 
Now, that's easy to do. Anyone can do that. But Jesus takes it a step deeper and he says, very truly, I tell you to love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, bless those who curse you. So I can then speak truth and life and love into the very people who are speaking hatefully over me because I don't know their story. I don't know where they're coming from. And it's my job to love them. Yeah. And so, and our next question was about insecurity. And I feel like you, um, like you pretty much covered that with those verses, but it's also something that we as parents try to help our kids with. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're coming at it from a completely different perspective. Like you're there in it and we don't necessarily um, have experience with, with bullying the way that, that you do today. Um, I mean, other than, you know, Amazon reviews or, or whatever, um, but, um, but there's, there's no one attacking our, you know, looks or something, especially when you're so, you're changing so much that you do feel so insecure, especially in those middle school mm-hmm. grades. Um, but anyway, yeah. what are some ways, um, I guess, speaking scripture over them, but what are some ways that we can help our kids in facing their insecurities as they go through um, those, those difficult ages. And I guess it, it does get a little easier as you get older, but still as adults, we face insecurities as well. Yeah. Wow. That's a great question. Um, I, I would love to share something that my parents did really well. So I was, I was in 10th grade when a lot of the bullying started. Um, and my mom and dad became mama and papa bear, like (laughs) protective love always protects mode. It came out full force and that really, it, it makes sense. Um, But something my mom and dad just came together and collectively decided to do that I really appreciate is that instead of shielding me from the world, they equipped me for what they saw to be spiritual warfare. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. It was so good. And Ephesians 6 really became a focal point in our home because in Ephesians 6, we know that finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And put on the full armor of God. For we know that our our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it is against the it is against the evil forces in the heavenly realms. Um, and so, whenever you're aware that your battle is not against people, but it is actually against an enemy who seeks to rob, to kill, to destroy us from if he can't rob and steal and kill our relationship with God, he's going to rob and steal and kill our opportunities to actually live out our relationship with God. And so whenever we had that perspective shift of realizing, okay, this is actually something bigger that we may not see physically with our eyes. um, My mom and dad realized, okay, Jesus said in John 15, if the world hates you, remember it hated me first. So they were like, our kids are going to experience hatred even after they're out from the house, not under our roof anymore. So they're going to face it regardless. If we shield it from them from it now, then they're going to face it later on. And so the route that they took was, we are going to equip our children in truth. And they didn't take away Instagram. They didn't take away YouTube. So I wouldn't see the comments anymore. Instead, we got serious about studying what God said about us. We got serious about studying who God is and what it means to live that out daily in the face of the enemy. And so as parents, I, I encourage 
you to do something that my mom and dad um, just do so well. And that is um, to seek the Lord alongside your kiddos and really get serious about um, being rooted in the word of God and who he is and who he says y'all are as a family. Um, and I think something too that my mom and dad did is um, they acknowledged that it was hurtful. It wasn't like, cause sometimes it's easy to say, Oh, like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want you to be sad. I don't want you to hurt. It's like, look, it's all going to be okay. And while that is so true, it's all going to be okay. It feels so, it makes me feel so seen and valued and known when my parents would acknowledge the hurt that was present. And then together we would declare truth and we would yeah. press yeah. on knowing who our real battle was against. Well, and it feels like, you know, in that sense, the best defense is a good offense, <laughs> you know, and it's, yeah. it's not like they're trying to defend you, but just saying, giving, equipping you, uh, you know, with the mindset and with the scripture and, and with scripture to be able to, to take that on, um, head on. And, um, I, I just think that's so wonderful. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a, uh, another short break and we'll be right back, uh, on the Bible for Kids podcast. Epic Devotions, 52 Weeks in the Story that Changed the World, is a collection of insightful devotions which explore biblical events in a way that is relevant and exciting. You'll enjoy BNH Kids Book's special feature, Parent Connection, an easy tool to help you engage in meaningful discussions with your family. Available everywhere books are sold. Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, is back. In his hilarious new chapter book series, 10-year-old Michael and his friend Justin sneak into the Dead Sea Caves near the archaeological dig where Michael's dad is working. Michael finds a couple of 2,000-year-old squirrels petrified in sea salt. Hijinks ensue as Michael tries to bring them back to the U.S., hidden in his backpack. What Michael thinks are just cool souvenirs may turn out to be something much more. The Dead Sea Squirrels series is humorous, fun, and filled with character-building lessons. As co-creator of VeggieTales, co-founder of Big Idea Entertainment, and the voice of the beloved Larry the Cucumber, Mike Naraki has been dedicated to helping parents pass on biblical values to their kids through storytelling for over two decades. To find your own Dead Sea Squirrels, head over to Tyndale.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookstore. Don't forget to remember, Ellie Holcomb's newest children's title, Don't Forget to Remember, is the perfect Easter gift for your kids this year. Teach them how to look around and find reminders of God's great love for them everywhere they go. And similar to her first book, Who Sang the First Song, Ellie has a song to go along with Don't Forget to Remember, which you'll enjoy singing as you flip through the beautiful pages of the book. Both the song and the book are available wherever music and books are sold. We are back on the Bible for Kids podcast, and we are talking to the delightful Emma May Jenkins. Emma May, I can tell, uh, I can tell from the speed at which you recite uh, Bible verses that you are not googling those as you talk to us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you've got you you have memorized a lot of scripture, and that that is very humbling uh, to Larry the Cucumber here. <laughs> and so, how, how how much of the Bible? I mean, I you know I think of my 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 brother actually used to do um, Bible quizzing, and so he I, I remember he memorized the whole Book of Mark. Um, how much of of scripture? of the Bible do you think you've memorized and 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 you know you've we we've seen and we've heard you know that this is important to you but can you go into that a little bit about uh just uh how how that's you know been so important in your life yes 
It, it definitely is so important because you see it all throughout scripture um, in Joshua 1, 8, that you will be prosperous and successful if you keep this word of God always in your mouth. In Psalm 1, that was a motto in our home, Psalm 1 was. And in that, it says, blessed is the man who delights in God's word day and night. In Deuteronomy, we see that those who obey God's word, they will be the head and not the tail. They will always be at the top and not at the bottom that his word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Psalm 19, that it's sweeter than honey from a honeycomb. Like you just, you see it all throughout scripture. And then Jesus comes on the scene in John 1 and says that he is the word. (laughs) That in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. And if Jesus is the word and Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that means that the word of God it's unchanging, even whenever the opinions of people change, even whenever my seasons change, even when my feelings change, it is the word of God I lean on because it will never change. And so like we see that it is a theme all throughout scripture. And, um, and it's one of the like primary ways that the Lord speaks to us. Like it, it's God breathed. Those are his words. Um, so talk about an incredible way to get to know him. Um, and so definitely very, very key, very important um, part of my life. And I believe should be an incredibly important part of everyone's life because we're all made by him. Um, and something that I did to learn scripture is I would take one verse. Um, I just want to share this because I, I pray that this would be a little nugget that someone could take away. But I think sometimes whenever we look at scripture, it's like, okay, where do I even begin? <laughs> like, yeah. how do I know like where to start? How do I know what to memorize? Like you have the desire, but you don't even know. And sometimes it can be intimidating. And something that I encourage is to take one verse and let that be your verse of the week. Like, mm-hmm. and write it down on a note card and put it where you'll see it every day whether that be your door before you walk out of the house, that be your refrigerator, your car, your mirror, and let it be on your tongue, like speak over it. Like a verse that I've really been sitting in lately is in um, Psalm 56 and it's verses three and four. And it says, but in the day that I'm afraid, I lay all my fears before the Lord and I trust in him with all of my heart. What harm could a man bring to me? If God is on my side, then I don't have to be afraid of what comes. The roaring praises of God fill my heart and I will always triumph as I trust his promises. And I have that Bible verse right beside my mirror in my bathroom. And I read it out loud as I brush my teeth in the morning and at night before I go to bed. And, and, and I think so it's, I it's think, probably, it's probably a little bit muffled as you brush your teeth though, right? Yeah, <laughs> it is. I'm thankful God understands. <laughs> yes. It's like just the intentionality of it. And I think it brings just a, yeah. it, it brings almost a tangible um, application to people. Like, Oh, it can be that simple. Yeah, it can be that simple. And imagine if you did it every week for a year, at the end of the year, you'd have 52 verses hidden in your heart. Yeah. 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 That's, that's so good. And, and you incorporate this practice somewhat into all caps, you, which is your latest book, 
um, you know, sharing scripture with your readers, giving them their own truths for their own circumstances that they're going through. Talk, tell us a little bit about, or a lot about all caps you, um, and what, um, what you want readers to take away from that book. Oh, yes. (laughs) Okay. I'm really excited. So all caps you, my heart behind this book is John 10, 10. Because John 10, 10, it says that the thief has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come so that they may have life and have it to the full. And when I read that verse, I basically hear, so the enemy has come, so we live in all lowercase letters. And Jesus has come, so we may live in all all caps, (laughs) uppercase letters, to the full, bold, abundant, life-giving, overflowing. That's the fruitful life I've been called to live. And that can only come, I can only live out the life I was called to live by walking in a genuine relationship with Jesus. And so my heart for this book is that if people read it and they already know him, that their faith would grow deeper. And if they don't know him, that they would, this would be a tool that God uses to lead them to know him. And um, what I love about this book is that it's 30 different topics but every single topic, it's modesty, it's our thought life, it's friendships, it's bullying, it's waiting, it's trials. I mean, it's tons of different topics, but every single topic is filled with God's word. And my whole point in doing that is that there is never a season you will walk through. There's never a topic that you will approach that God's word is not there to meet you and to lead you through. And so ultimately, my prayer is that this book leads you to the book, (laughs) to his word, Um, because that's the word that will bring you life. That's the word that will lead you through life. Um, And so that's really my heart behind this book is to glorify and praise the Lord by leading people to know him. And you you talk about uh, drawing on the source of God's love to to love yourself. And um, that's such a great Mm. approach because then our love for ourselves is is infinite and healthy and and unconditional. Um, Can you can you dig into that a little bit and tell us how you approach that for young readers? Yes, absolutely. I I think what's so powerful um, is I pray this prayer a lot, and that is the prayer of God, help me see myself the way that you see me. Because God says to love your neighbor as you love yourself. (laughs) And so it's not selfish for you to love you. (laughs) I think think you should love you because you're pretty spectacular. (laughs) You are beautiful and on purpose and made in his image. And you are called by name. You are chosen. And it would be a shame if you did not love yourself because you are awesome simply because God made you. He handcrafted you. And so I think that like you were saying, there is something powerful when you truly receive God's love. You take ownership in the fact that God is love and he loved me. Well, then, by golly, I can't help but go love others now because I'm compelled by his love that I have personally received. And so I I stand by that so strongly because that's a that's a big part of my story is that out of all of the bullying that I've experienced through life, I think sometimes I can be my worst bully, that I can be my own worst critic. And so a big part of my story has been learning to receive God's grace and love for myself. And I've noticed that when I am 
when I am truly resting in the love and grace that God has personally bestowed upon my life, I'm able to freely love other people like I never have before. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's pretty that's pretty powerful. Um, so I know I know our listeners after hearing this, if they didn't already know who you are, they want to connect with you. Um, and your YouTube channel is just Emma Mae Jenkins, right? That's right. <laughs> Okay. And then where else can listeners connect with you and find your books? Yes. So my Instagram account is always there. That is first Corinthians 13 underscore love is my username. And you can get my books at Barnes and Noble or on Amazon. Emma May, thank you so much for being with us here today. You have been such a delight and such a joy. You are so bubbly. You are so bubbly. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> oh, but I don't no, know we, if we... the world can handle Larry the Cucumber and Emma May Jenkins in the same podcast episode. I just don't know. Oh if my ready goodness, for it. it'd be over bubbly. <laughs> oh, I want to hug you so bad. <laughs> Listeners, to learn more about the Bible for Kids um, and the goodies we're giving away, we've actually updated our website now. We have links to um, all of our podcast episodes, which we've had before, but there's also a new store that features guest titles like Emma Mae Jenkins and also <laughs> gives back to independent booksellers um, when you purchase them through our site. So um, to learn more about us, just go to thebibleforkids.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at the Bible for Kids or Instagram at the Bible for Kids. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Bible for Kids podcast with Amy Parker and Mike Naraki. Be sure to connect with the Bible for Kids on Instagram and Facebook and at thebibleforkids.com. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas for future podcasts. You can email us info at thebibleforkids.com. The Bible for Kids podcast is part of the Way Nation Podcast Network. Find more podcasts at waynation.com.